Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment and celebrity news on R. Kelly, Kylie Jenner, Will Smith, Luke Perry, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes, I did the same things over and over, until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. 85 million adults in America have high blood pressure and are at risk of having a stroke or heart attack. You may not feel symptoms, but the results from uncontrolled blood pressure are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its High Blood Pressure Awareness Partners. One in seven Americans will struggle with addiction during their lifetime. Want to know how you can help? Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to help turn addiction around. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If you like the show and you want to make sure you get a, a, a taste of what we do every week, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain 1. That's T-H-A-T-S, Entertain, and the number 1. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14. Stiletto, like the shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and number 14. And also follow me on Instagram. Just go to T. Jones Gibbs. That's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a cold and cloudy 26 degrees. Before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone that's listening on the phone lines, on your computers. Thank you again for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. So how everybody doing this week? Uh, as usual, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, how many of you guys saw the interview with Gail King with R. Kelly? Woo! It made for some good television, didn't it? We'll talk about that today. Also, Kylie Jenner is the youngest self-made billionaire, and this is according to Forbes magazine, and it has sparked some controversy. And also, let's not forget the sudden sudden passing of actor Luke Perry, who suffered a massive stroke a week ago at the age of 52. And also, this Saturday is daylight saving time, so make sure this weekend, don't forget to set your clock forward. That's right, so you don't want to be late for school or work or whatever you have to do come Monday morning. So without further ado, um, also this week we're going to be talking about um, Cameron Hall. Uh, she just posted on Instagram that she is married and she's expecting her child, her first child. We're going to be talking about Miss Tamron Hall. Also, uh, the move, the Marvel blockbuster Captain Marvel is getting ready to set. They're predicting it to. to to set some huge global box office numbers. Uh, it's supposed to be coming out this week, and we're going to be talking about that. 
Also, the Jonas Brothers are back together again. They just released a new single called Sucker. Uh, all the fans are excited. And uh, Nick Jonas is hoping, uh, that, and also speaking of that, they're getting ready to have a new documentary about the Jonas Brothers, which Amazon is going to put together. We're going to put, talk about that. And everybody's talking about that uh, Speaking of documentaries, the HBO documentary on Michael Jackson and Leaving Neverland. Uh, it's very, I mean, I don't know how many of you guys saw the documentary. It's a two-part, uh, two-part series, and it's, it's kind of disturbing, but we're going to be talking about it today. So without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it. <laughs> All right. Well, how many of you guys saw that interview with Gail King from CBS News with R. Kelly? Well, uh, I got to give it to Gail King. She really kept her composure. I mean, at one moment, R. Kelly jumped up. He was emotional. He's looking like the victim. He's saying he doesn't do that. I don't do that to young girls. But, uh he claims that uh, R. Kelly claims that his accusers are lying, and he insisted that he's not a devil. In his first interview since being charged with ten counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse last month, the R&B star, who has faced allegations of sexual misconduct for years, denied during a sit-down with Gail King on CBS this morning that he never had sex with someone under the age of seventeen and said his character has been dragged by the accusations. The singer, who spent multiple days behind bars last month after being arrested in Chicago, asserted that the women who shared their allegations against him in the surviving R. Kelly documentary that aired earlier, uh, a couple weeks ago actually, were not telling the truth. The charges against Kelly stem from alleged incidents involving four different victims, three of whom prosecutors say were underage. The 52-year-old artist's real name, who's Robert Kelly, grew emotional during his interview with King when he began to argue that it defies common sense to think he treat women the way he's accused. He then stood up yelling, and he needed to be calmed down by his publicist, Kelly was acquitted of child pornography charges in 2008 at the end of a lengthy trial stemming from an uh, accusation that he appeared in a sex tape with an underage girl years earlier. In most recent years, Kelly has faced accusations that he controlled the lives of multiple women in a cult-like setting at his homes. Kelly has long denied the allegations against him. He contended in the new interview that social media had played a part in his reputation being damaged. You know, R. Kelly, you brought this on to yourself, and for years he has been enabled, he has been doing this kind of stuff, and now he wants to cry out, now that he's being charged, now that the possibility of him going to jail, now he's crying out that he's the victim, that he claims that he never had sex with any a girl under age 17, he never hurt, uh, held any young girl against her will from her parents. And he even had the nerve to say that um, the parents of some of the girls, they just let let the girl, the young ladies go with him, you know. And he's saying that the, because they, they wanted to get paid and that they wanted to get in the music business. Listen, I don't, you know what? I I'm not a big uh, believer in sleepovers. I remember when I was young, I wanted to sleep over to my friend's house, and my mother said, "No way." If you have a child, I don't care what celebrity it is, you know, and they want to spend uh, have my children sleep over. No way, no way, because you don't know what's going on. Not unless you are there. You have to be there to see what's going on. Just like the whole uh, documentary with Michael Jackson, how his accusers had said that, you know, that Michael Jackson allegedly um, did these things to them and they kept coming back and the parents just let them go 
you know, days and weeks at a time without them. Be, it, it just, it's, I don't know what what is this whole thing about parents just willingly let leaving their children with these celebrities, thinking that oh they'd be in good hands just because they're celebrities or who they are are well known. But uh, yeah, R. Kelly, he really um, he 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 was talking to the camera. He was getting all emotional, and and Gail was telling him to you know sit down, tell you true. But you know what? There's a lot of people are saying that they don't feel sorry. Then some people say they do feel sorry because it's not about it's it's about him and his mindset that he is a very sick individual and that jail is not going to help him. He needs help. He's sick and he needs help. And and then uh, two he has two current girlfriends that were on there defending him. And I mean, and then he's was complaining that social media played a part in this, and that his he can't even see his kids, and that um, he has to pay child support and can't see his kids behind this. You know, I it's just I just feel that R. Kelly. This has been going on for years. It's been swept under the rug. And now all of a sudden, now that the pressure is on, that he's going to jail, that he's been uh, uh, charged with all these accounts, now he's want to step up and say, you know, why are you doing this to me? You did it to yourself. Uh, Kylie Jenner has become the world youngest self-made billionaire at the age of 21 years old. And this is according to Forbes magazine. The Keeping Up with the Kardashian star beauty supply company, Kylie Cosmetics, is valued at about $900 million alone. The news come after Forbes declared last July that Jenner, who was 20 at the time, was worth $900 million and was on the pace to become the youngest self-made billionaire ever. The financial publication description of Jenner's well-being self-made garner criticism at the time, as many argued Jenner started with a massive platform to succeed given the fame of her family. Now, Jenner weighed in on the self-made billing in an interview last month, and this is what she told Paper Magazine. She said, quote, my parents told me I needed to make my own money. It's time to learn how to save and spend your own money, stuff like that. What I'm trying to say is I did have a platform, but none of my money is inherited, unquote. It is uh, in its news report on Tuesday, Forbes said that Jenner is the youngest self-made billionaire ever, passing Facebook co-founder Mark Zuckerberg, who reached that plateau at 23. Once again, many were quick to argue the reality star shouldn't be described that way. You know what? I kind of agree with everyone. I would not say – I Forbes should have just say Kylie Jenner, the youngest billionaire ever. That's it. I wouldn't have put self-made. That's a calling it a stretch because I do agree with a lot of people that Kylie is part of the Kardashian. She comes from a wealthy family, and, of course, her mother helped her or her sisters helped her. So she got a little help. She didn't build this off the ground up. She got help because of the Kardashian name and because her mother knows. And I'm not hating because I told you for years, ever since I had this show on BTR, that people can hate the Kardashians all they want. But I know one day they know how to hustle. They know how to make money. That's all I'm saying. They know how to make money. Everybody's saying, "Oh, Kim didn't get famous because she um, she got famous with um, with the sex tape with Ray J, Brandy's brother, and all this stuff." But they know how to keep their brand going, and they know how to make it make money. You can't hate them for that. Everybody hates them because they don't have any talent. Uh, they got famous because of reality. Who, you know, they're not really, you know, real celebrities. They're just reality stars. But guess what? They know how to make money, and that's a lot more than I can say from all of us. 
Right now we got uh, 15 minutes after the hour. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, be a fan of the show. We've got a Facebook page. Just go to www.facebook.com slash radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T H A T S Entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto Fourteen. S T I L E T T O and the number fourteen. And also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. Will Smith is set to star as tennis superstar Serena and Venus Williams' father, Richard, and the amply titled King Richard, but the former Fresh Prince isn't getting a very royal welcome. The biopic centers on the athlete's father, Richard Williams, and comes from a spec script script by Zach Balin. The script NBC News report was a runner-up on 2018's Blacklist, a highly respected barometer for sought-after screenplays. Now, despite his lack of a background in tennis, uh, Deadline reported, which originally broke the news, William overcame tremendous hardship, skepticism, and his own trouble past to raise two of the game's greatest players. He even went so far as to create a 78-page plan for Serena and Venus' professional tennis careers. Obviously, his effort paid off, as Serena is widely regarded as the sport's best female player in history. A result of her 23 Grand Slam tournament wins, Venus has seven Grand Slam wins to her name. <coughs> Excuse me. And while Hollywood is clearly intrigued by the project set to be produced by Tim White and Trevor White star throw, uh, Thrower Entertainment, the public has a different view. The news elicited colorism related backlash given that Smith has lighter skin than William. The term colorism is used to describe the privilege of light skin over dark, something Hollywood has been accused of more than once. And though some might argue that Smith being African-American renders the issue, the decision to cast him as William Hansen and the Ghost in the Shell. Now, Smith is considered too fair-skinned, according to some on Twitter. (coughs) Excuse me. Now, I can see where they're going. Because if you're going to do the movie right, at least get the the portrayal of the character right. And I always said this in Hollywood, that anytime you do casting, if you're doing a real person, either dead or alive, you have to get the character down, at least close to it. Now, remember a couple of years ago when Chadwick Boseman did uh, the biopic of Thurgood Marshall? Good movie, great actor, I'm a big fan. But I thought that he was a little too dark to play Thurgood Marshall. Okay? I thought they could have got someone closely uh, similar to look like Thurgood Marshall, but Chadwick Boseman plays him. Now, in the case of Will Smith, being that uh, this word that he is producing the movie, so he has a part in the finance of the movie. So... um, he, you know, that's that's where this is all comes out down to play. It's, it's all you got to follow the money. But Hollywood has been doing this for years. Where uh, when it comes to characters, and uh, they're never close to when they hire these actors, they're never close to who the character they're going to portray. Um, some people said they should have just got Idris Elba to play. Uh, we. Uh, 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 Serena's dad, or they could have got um, um, Mahershala Ali. But I guess they wanted, you know, they wanted, in other words, you want to get somebody that's going to draw, because apparently this is going to be in the movies theater. It's not going to be on a streaming service or a television movie. It's going to be in the theater. So you you want to get an actor that's going to draw people to the box office. So we'll see what happens. Um, Luke Perry, 
teen heart drop of the 90s and star of the hit show 90210 in Riverdale. He died Monday after suffering a massive stroke. He was only 52 years old. Uh, Perry was surrounded by his children, Jack and Sophie, his fiance Wendy Madison Bauer, uh, his ex-wife, Minnie Sharp, his mother, Ann Bennett, his stepfather, Steve Bennett, his brother, Tom Perry, his sister, Amy Coder, and other close family members and friends in Los Angeles. The news come days after Perry was rushed to the hospital just a week ago following a 911 call to his Sherman Oaks home. Now, Perry was responsive and talking when the paramedics first arrived. However, his condition quickly worsened, and he was taken to the hospital and sedated. That was according to TMZ. Um, apparently, they had put him in a, 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 a reduced coma, and uh, I guess the severity of the stroke uh, was not... It, it just wasn't enough to save him. And, you know, I do PSA. You just heard a PSA of me talking about heart attacks and stroke. There's also a PSA talking about strokes or no jokes that I've been playing for years. Uh, you know, for somebody to be 52 years old, they say that it's not common anymore because usually when you associate with a stroke, you think of someone older, they said uh, 65 and over is the average age of a, a stroke victim. But now it's becoming younger and younger. Now, we don't know, um, you know, smoking plays a part of it, high blood pressure plays a part of it. Um, we don't know if he had a pre-existing condition, um, you know, because he just seemed like the picture of health, Right. I mean, I don't know anybody who wasn't um, swooning over Luke Perry when he was on 90210. The new generation knows him on the show Riverdale. But I, I was blown away. I, I just couldn't believe it. I, I couldn't believe it. Dr. Oz was on several news outlets talking about that time plays an issue when it comes to having a stroke, that, you know, when you, you start seeing signs of uh, a slurred speech, uh, your facial muscles, uh, one, it, it becomes like when you smile, one side of your face is lopsided. Uh, several, your arms, you can't touch, you can't pull, your, you can't raise your arms up. There's several factors. But he said most importantly time because you have one hour to get to the uh, the hospital. And he even said, Dr. Oz said that most hospitals, he said he recommends that people go to a stroke facility because most hospitals don't have that. And he said they sometimes they don't even have the, the manpower or the equipment to handle a stroke victim. So he said right now he's, he encouraged everyone to find out where your local stroke facility is because most hospitals don't have it. And he's talking about even the biggest hospitals don't have them. So if this is not a wake-up call, I mean, 52 years old is extremely young. It's extremely young, and it's scary because, you know, it just he's just too, so young to have gone through this. So, But uh, Shannon Doherty, who was been friends with Luke Perry. She was his uh she played his girlfriend on the show. She they remained close friends after nine oh two one oh nine oh two one oh went off the air. And also too, this came just before the the incident with the stroke for Luke Perry. They were just talking about rebooting nine oh two one oh. But it uh they said that Luke Perry did not sign on board for it yet. So this was right before they just dropped the news about rebooting 90210. So, but getting back to Shannon Doherty, she said that um, it was impossible to process the death of Luke Perry, so she was understandably quiet when he died. Um, she broke her silence on Tuesday by sharing a photo on Instagram with a caption expressing her overwhelming grief. And this is what she wrote. She said, yesterday morning I got a phone call that devastated me. I'm struggling with this loss and I'm having a hard time with my thoughts. But my heart goes out to his family and friends who were blessed by his light and theirs and my, li and my lives. Processing this is impossible right now, unquote. She and Perry played, again, teen love interest Brenda Walsh and Dylan McKay on the hit TV series Beverly Hill 90210, a pop cultural touchstone of the 90s. 
the show that made Luke Perry a superstar. Last week, she posted a photo of their time together on the show and included a supportive message as Perry lingered on the observation in the Los Angeles hospital following a massive stroke on February 27th. And she wrote, my friend, holding you tight and giving you my strength. You got this. And, you know, Shannon Doherty, she, who's 47 now, she had her own serious medical scare when she was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2015. She shared the ups and downs of her treatment on social media and announced, and announced she was in remission in April of 2017. And in the wake of Luke Perry's death, the production of Riverdale Season 3 has remained shut down for a second day. The popular CW series first suspended its production on Monday as the cast and crew mourned co-star and friend Luke, who died that morning. Uh, Everyone involved in the series, which is based on Archie Comics, expressed their grief following the devastation news. Now, Luke, who played Fred Andrew on Riverdale, was again hospitalized on February 28th after suffering the major stroke. He was engaged to Wendy Madison Bauer at the time of his death. Now, um, he he survived by his daughter Sophie Perry and his son Jack from his marriage to Rachel Minnie Sharp. And his son, Jack Perry, uh, he pulled out of an upcoming wrestling show in the wake of his father's sudden death. The 21-year-old had been due to compete in a bar wrestling uh, match on March 13 at the Bootleg Theater in Los Angeles. However, the organization tweeted that Jack had made the decision to pull out of the event, and his daughter Sophie, she was in Africa at the time. So she took the first flight out to Los Angeles to be by her father's side. So sad. And another on another sad news, Janice Freeman, who was a contestant on the NBC singing competition show The Voice in 2017, she died. She was only 33 years old. A spokesperson for Freeman told CNN that the singer had an extreme case of pneumonia and had a blood clot that had traveled to her heart. Now, Freeman's husband, Dion, performed CPR until an ambulance took her to a local hospital where she died last Saturday. Now, Freeman stunned judges of the voices during season 13 with a powerful rendition of Radioactive by Imagine Dragons. And both Miley Cyrus and Jennifer Hudson offered her a spot on their team after hearing her song in the blind audition phase of the show. Now, Jennifer Hudson, she posted a clip of that moment on her Instagram last uh, this past Sunday, and Freeman ended up joining Cyrus' team and made it to the top 11 before she was eliminated. The singer remained close with Cyrus even after the season ended. She revealed on Twitter last year that the pop star had helped her family cover some bills until they found permanent housing. Miley Cyrus honored Freeman in a post on her Instagram story on Sunday, Freeman is survived by her husband, her daughter Hannah, her mother Janice, siblings, and extended family. Wow, so, so sad. Rapper Fabulous will avoid jail time in his domestic violence case after accepting a plea deal. Instead, the hip-hop hitmaker will enter a pre-trial intervention program, and this is according to TMZ. Now, his attorney, Brian Neary, tells the outlet that the charges against his client will be dismissed once he completes the program and stay out of trouble for a year. The deal is a big break for the rapper as he faced up to 20 years behind bars after a grand jury indicted him in October. October 2018 on one count of domestic violence with a significant bodily injury, two counts of threatening to kill, and a count of possession of a weapon. Fabulous attacked Emily B and the mother of Emily B, the mother of his two kids, and her father during a heated uh, argument. The couple remained together, and Fabulous has apologized to her dad. Right now we have uh, 28 minutes. Uh, after the hour uh, Coming up In the next half hour We're going to be talking about the beautiful Tamron Hall She put it out there That the 48 year old Will be a first time mom And she also said That she and her husband Are ecstatic Now she really kept this under wrap Because nobody knew she got married And nobody knew She was expecting Until she uh, I think she had went to uh, She was doing a She was doing uh, Something for uh, Promoting a book And uh, she was 
she was hiding her belly behind the book, and that's when she surprised everyone. And she also posted in on Instagram that she uh, she had to go by her doctors. Her doctor kind of encouraged her to wait till she was about 32 weeks before she would share the news. So we're so happy for her. Um, Again, Marvel blockbuster Captain Marvel is—they're uh, predicting it to give—they're uh, gonna—it's gonna set a box office record. I'll tell you more about it. Lance Bass from the group NSYNC—he's developing a movie about NSYNC fan story, about a movie about the fans of NSYNC. I'll talk to you more about it. And the Jonas Brothers are back. And they're getting ready to do a documentary about themselves, and Amazon is on board. Also, we're going to be talking about uh, Fat Joe, French Montana, and Raymond Ma. They're at the center of a new legal spat with an unknown Florida rapper who has accused them of ripping off his song. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
Tune in to That's Entertainment, the number one source for entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Blog Talk Radio. We got 25 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music by Calic called Talk. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you about the beautiful Tamron Hall. It's about to become a mom for the first time at the age of 48. The TV journalist shared the good news on Instagram posts, and in the process, she casually revealed that she had been secretly married to music executive Stephen Greener. The Deadline Crime host first broke the news with a video of her dancing to Baby Shark while holding a children's book of the same title in front of her belly. She then took the book away to show her baby bump, saying, surprise, guys, can you believe it? I'm about to be a mummy shark very soon. That's what she said in the video. In another post, she shared a photo of her with her husband on vacation and another image showing her pregnancy body in uh, like a white dress. She revealed that she's now 32 weeks pregnant and is going to welcome the baby in two months. And she said, uh, quote, I wanted to share this news for many months, and now finally my doctor has said I am in a safe place at 32 weeks to share my joy with y'all, unquote. Being a mom is not the only new chapter that Tamron will begin this year. Her national syndicated daytime talk show, Tamron Hall, will premiere on September 9th. And Marvel blockbuster Captain Marvel is set to give the global box office a huge $350 million boost upon its release in a few days. Early estimates suggest that the Disney film starring Brie Larson as the comic book superheroine, a.k.a. Carol Danver, and Samuel L. Jackson, who returned to the Marvel franchise as Nick Fury, will pick up a whopping $150 million debut in North America and another $200 million overseas. That figure will beat the international opening of directors Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman, well over $100 million, as well as blockbuster debut for Justice League and Deadpool 2, while coming in about $20 million under last year's worldwide box office start for Black Panther. Uh, one thing to note, according to Deadline, is the fact that the Captain Marvel advanced tickets are surpassing, surpassing uh, figures. Oh, here, here. So, um, so it's going to be uh, really amazing because uh, they they they're saying that they're going to surpass figures, and that it's supposed to hit by late April's global juggernaut, which is Avengers: Infinity War. Now, Captain Marvel is winning over the critics too, scoring a eighty-six percent. Certified fresh rating on review website of Rotten Tomatoes. Now, um, the new film Hollywood World, the premiere, that took place on Monday night, March 4th, and the movie will open in the coming days, setting new IMAX records around the world by opening on like at least around 1,360 of the big screens. Now, Captain Marvel will launch in France, Italy, and Korea on Wednesday, and Germany, Russia, Brazil, and U.S. and Australia tomorrow on Thursday. The U.K., Spain, Mexico, and China will launch the movie on Friday. Um, and see, and this is crazy because Deadpool, again, was what came in at $20 million under last year worldwide box office uh, with the start for Black Panther, so it's it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Uh, Last Bass is developing a movie about an NSYNC fan story. The boy band star, who was part of the chart-topping group along with Justin Timberlake, J.C. Chazez, Chris Kirkpatrick, and Joey Fantone, is developing the project through its eponymous production company. It will tell the story of two NSYNC superfans who devoutly follow the Bye Bye Singers on their final tour. Now, the fans appear on the U.S. game show in 2001, hosted by Bob Barker at the time, and won a recreational vehicle, an RV, which allowed them to follow the boy bands around the country on what turned out to be their last ever tour. Now, Carson Daly, he covered the trip at the time as part of the MTV special, and during the program, the girls were told by Lance that the group would pay whatever taxes they owe on the vehicle. 
Lance also revealed that he could see the project being turned into a Broadway musical as well. The franchise was inspired by David Morrell's 1972 novel. And um, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm reading ahead of myself. But, yeah, the, the, these girls are going to be doing this. So good luck. I mean, can you picture it, you being a fan and you following your celebrity crush or whatever all over the country in an RV. <laughs> and Nick Jonas is hoping that the new Amazon documentary about the Jonas brother highly anticipated comeback will be something he can show his children in years to come. The group feature uh, brother Nick, Kevin jo- Kevin Jonas, and Joe Jonas, they announced their return to the music scene with their new tune, Sucker, their first release in nearly six years last week on uh, March 3rd, and capitalizing on the huge interest surrounding their musical comeback, the siblings have now announced they are teaming up with Amazon Studios for the as-yet-untitled documentary film. Speaking about the documentary during the interview with Brooke Reese on Apple Music Beat One Radio, Nick, who recently married actress Priyanka Chopra, teased what fans can expect from the film. He said, quote, it's going to give people a look into who we are as a family, as brothers, and oh yeah, we were also the Jonas Brothers at one time, then we weren't, and now we are again. Uh so he also says, so you kind of get the full range of the life story plus their family perspective and everything. He also gives, uh, uh, he also said that also a big factor in the in this too is the fans and what they meant, what they mean to them. And he said, I think it's going to be something we look back on in 20 years, and we were able to show our kids and be really proud of the growth we had. Unquote. The Jonas Brothers are. Pre- Partner with Amazon Studios, Philly Mac, and Federal Films, a division of Republic Records for the project, and said in a statement they're more than a little excited about the release of the film. A premiere date for the documentary has yet to be announced. And fans of the late Michael Jackson around the world won't be able to hear the King of Music pop, uh, pop music on the radio for some time in the wake of leaving Neverland, which details child molestation accusation against the late singer, several radio stations in New Zealand and Canada have decided to remove his songs from rotation. Meteor Works, which owns nine major commercial radio stations in New Zealand, said other decision in an interview with Magic Talk, quote, we aren't deciding whether Michael Jackson is guilty of pedophilia. We're just making sure our radio stations are going to play the music people want to hear, unquote. Meanwhile, NMZE said in a statement, quote, playlists change from week to week, and right now Michael Jackson does not feature on them, unquote. In Canada, there are three major radio stations that decided to ban Michael music. What, Canada? Ugh. The owner of the Montreal French language station, CKOI and Rhythm, and the English language, The Beat, said his music was pulled on Monday morning, March 4th. Meanwhile, spokeswoman for media company Kajeko stated that the ban would be applied to 23 smaller radio stations. It stated that the move was a response to the documentary. Uh, Michael Estate has yet to comment on the ban. And speaking of the documentary, uh, there have been a divisive conversation that continues to surround HBO's uh, Michael Jackson-centric documentary, Leaving uh, Neverland, but this time Oprah Winfrey has something to say. The former talk show host sat down with Jackson's accuser, James Safechuck, Wade Robson, and director Dan Reed in a special that aired on HBO and owned directly after the part two on Neverland. Both part of the documentaries aired Sunday and Monday at 8 p.m. The specialist entitled Oprah Winfrey Presents After Neverland, and it was filmed in front of the audience of a sexually abused survivors, their families, and supporters. Though the documentary has elicited fervent criticism from Jackson's supporters and fans, Winfrey defended her decision to host the program, saying, quote, I know people all over the world are going to be in an uproar and debating whether or not Michael Jackson did these things and whether these two men are lying or not lying, but for me, this moment transcends Michael Jackson. It is much bigger than any one person. This is a moment in time that allows us to see the social corruption. It's like a, screw, a, a scourge on humanity. 
If it gets you, our audience, to see how it happens, then some good would have come of it, unquote. Winfrey, a survivor of sexual abuse, pray, read, film, and the way he explored the unexpected seductive nature of child sexual abuse. And in the special, she reminded viewers that Safe Chuck and Robson did not feel abuse until much on in life. The Jackson family, on the other hand, has vehemently deny any and all allegations against Michael and in a recent appearance on CBS this morning Jackson brother Marlon questions the legitimacy of the accusation he said quote if Neverland was so horrifying for Robson then why did you keep come going back and Taj Jackson nephew added it's always about always been about the money HBO and OWN did not immediately respond to the comments on their decision to air after Neverland Right now, uh, we have 14 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and go take a uh, another music break. And when we come back, I'm going to give you the last remaining stories of the day. So don't go anywhere. Here, uh, 10, 11 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music from Salon Knows. You know her as Beyonce's youngest sister from her new album, When I Get Home. It's a great album. You guys, if you are a fan of the R&B genre and you uh, are a big fan of Salon Knows, you're not going to be disappointed. Excellent album. That Salon Knows from her album, called the song called Slow Flow, and it's from her new album, When I Get Home. All right, uh, Fat Joe, French Montana, and Remy Ma are at the center of a new legal spat with an unknown Florida rapper who has accused him of ripping off his song. Fly Havana has filed a federal lawsuit in New York claiming he created a hit that became the trios all the way up four years ago. 
In the document obtained by the Blast, the plaintiff claimed his unfinished version of the track is identical to the release version. He alleged his co-producer in Fard was friendly with Fat Joe and introduced him to the song. Havana claimed he never heard back from the Infar from Infar and was shocked when Fat Joe released the song in 2016 as a collaboration with Montana and Remy Ma. He accused Joe of promising payment and then threatening him to keep quiet about the true origin of the song. Havana claimed Joe handed him a check for $5,000 and allegedly promised more to come. He is now suing Joe, French, and Remy for his share of the profits from the track. And Lady Gaga has scored a rare chart double a week after picking up her first Oscar. The pop star Academy Award winning A Star is Born 2, Shallow, has hit the top of the Billboard Hot 100 a day after the film's soundtrack reached number one on the Billboard 200 countdown. Shallow, which gives the singer her first number one on the pop chart for eight years, dethroned Ariana Grande's Seven Rings after jumping up from 21 to number one in its 22nd week on the list. It's Gaga's fourth U.S. number one behind Born This Way, Poker Face, and Just Dance. And earlier this year, Kanye West filed a lawsuit against EMI and Rockefeller Records in order to obtain his freedom and get out of his publishing and label deals. The court documents were heavily uh, radioactive at the time, so people didn't know what exactly the reason why the rapper filed the lawsuit. But now the documents have been made available in full and revealed that the rapper isn't allowed to retire under his contract with EMI. In the contract, which was obtained by The Hollywood Reporter, Kanye is order to remain actively involved in writing, recording, and producing composition and major label albums as your principal occupation. At no time during the term will you seek to retire as a songwriter, rec- recording artist, or producer, or take any extended hiatus during which you are not actively pursuing your musical career in the same basic manner as you have pursued such career to date. Unquote. Now, Kanye argued that the contract is no longer enforceable because California Label Code Section 2855 limits personal service contract to no more than seven years. The gold digger hitmaker signed with EMI in 2003, and that means he's been under the contract for more than 10 years. In addition to seeking to get out of the deal and be able to sign a new one with other publishers, Kanye is seeking a declaration of ownership of all the works he delivered to EMI after 2010. And Cardi B has sweetly thanked Lake's late singer Selena Quintanilla for helping her break a record at her latest gig. Now, the I Like It rapper took to the stage at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo at NRG Stadium in Texas last Friday to perform for 75,580 people, the venue's most attended show of all time. Country legend Garth Brooks held the previous record with 75,577 attendees. And Cardi credits the late Latin superstar Selena for her recent success. The 26-year-old shared a video on Instagram where she told fans that she was so ill with a migraine before taking to the stage that she was unable to rehearse. However, once she saw a photo of the late Tejano hitmaker backstage, Cardi knew it was going to be a good night. She later explained in the caption on Instagram that a doctor had to give her two shots backstage in order to get her well enough to perform, and the rapper touched upon her past as a stripper during her set. Now, Cardi told the crowd, quote, The purpose of this rodeo is to collect money to give scholarships out. Any job you pick, whether it's a doctor or a stripper, you're going to need some education, unquote. And Tiffany Haddish and Zendaya are officially confirmed to start in the next installment of the Jump Street franchise with the night school actress also set to feature in the upcoming episode of Nickelodeon's Double Dare. The game show will be tied to the 2019 Kids' Choice Awards, which will going to be is which is going to be hosted by DJ Khaled and set to take place on Saturday, March 23rd in Los Angeles. And according to the report, Double Dare will have theme episodes airing from March 11 through March 14, and will also feature Sean White and Fallout Boy Peace uh, Wentz. 
And Queen Latifah says she is standing by in battle actor Jesse Smollett in the wake of his alleged hate crime controversy. In a wide-ranging interview with Yahoo News show Through Her Eyes, the award-winning singer-actress says she will support the Empire star until conclusion evidence to support claims from law enforcement that he staged an attack on himself convinced her otherwise. And this is what Queen Latifah said. She said, quote, the guy I've seen have always been someone who cared about people, who cared about others, and who's very kind and who's always been cool and sweet. And that's just the guy I know. So until I can see some definite proof, which I haven't seen yet, then you know I'm I go I gotta go with him until I see otherwise. Unquote. Last month, Smollett was hit with a felony charge of disorderly conduct for filing a false police report in January after claiming he was attacked by two masked men who shouted racial and homophobic slurs at him. Chicago police initially called it a possible hate crime, but now says that Jesse hired two Nigerian-American brothers to help him stage the assault as part of an elaborate publicity stunt because he allegedly disgruntled about his empire salary. He is out on $100,000 bond and is due back in court March 14th. In the meantime, Smollett has been suspended from the hit Fox show. Smollett insists he did not stage the attack. Good Morning America's Robin Robert has opened up about her headline making uh, sit down with Jesse and acknowledged that she felt the pressure to represent the LGBT community. Days after the interview aired, two of the Nigerian brothers came forward and reportedly told investigators that they were paid by the actor to stage the attack. And 21 Savage, remember him who we thought he was from Atlanta, but originally he was born in England and they were going to deport him? Well, he has made financial literacy an important part of his brand. And now he's taking his money managing team to the next level by teaming with education nonprofit Juma and Get School to launch the 21 Savage bank account campaign. The rapper made the announcement via a brief video that revealed how each month he will release a new badge on Get School website with financial advice. March is all about budgeting and saving. April's going to follow. The month of April is going to be focusing on investing, and May will, sh- uh, will school you on credit versus debt. Debit. I'm sorry. Back in 2017, 21 Savage told Rolling Stone that he knew almost nothing about bank accounts when he was a child. So now he has made it a point to be financially savvy as a young adult. His new campaign comes shortly after he was detained, then released from Immigration and Customs Enforcement for being in the U.S. illegally from the United Kingdom. 21 Savage gave his first interview to Good Morning America following his release last month, during which he spoke about the circumstances of his arrest. Savage also addressed speculation that his recent performance of A Lot, with lyrics changed to reflect the country's so-called border crisis, is what sparked him being targeted by ICE. And Steven Spielberg may be one of most celebrity. he's the most celebrated directors in Hollywood, but Netflix won't let him stop progress. The streaming service pushed back against Spielberg without actually naming him and his attempt to get Netflix movies blocked from award show contentions. This is what the service tweeted last uh, late Sunday. They said, quote, we love cinema. Here are some things we also love. Access for people who can't always afford or live in towns without theaters. Letting everyone everywhere enjoy releases at the same time. And giving filmmakers more ways to share art. These things are not mutually exclusive, unquote. Spielberg faced backlash last week after a spokesperson for the production company Ablin told IndieWire that the Jaws director feels strongly about the difference between the streaming and theatrical situation. Spielberg previously told ITV News that streaming movies should only qualify for the Emmys. He said, once you commit to a television format, you're a TV movie. If it's a good show, you deserve an Emmy, but not an Oscar. Most of the conversation regarding streaming service versus theatrical releases came before the Oscar when Alfonso Caron, black and white Mexican drama Roma, was nominated for 10 Academy Awards, including Best Picture. Caron took home Best Director, but the movie lost out to Green Book for the top award. Netflix attempted to ward off controversy ahead of last month's Oscar by releasing uh, 
several of his movies, including Roma, and The Ballad of Buster Scrooge, in theaters for a limited run before they debut online. The Academy is scheduled to meet in April and is expected to at least discuss Netflix and other streaming services placed in the organization. And after more than 40 years, it's finally time for Hello Kitty's Close-Up. The fictional cartoon character, a Japanese bobtail that was created in 1974, is expected to make her cinematic premiere in the near future after the deal was forged to create a Hello Kitty-themed movie. And this is according to Variety. While the precious feline has been the star of her own video games, comic strip, even animated series, this will be her first appearance on the big screen. Few details have been linked leaked about the would-be English-language film, including whether Kitty White will appear in live-action, animation, or a mix of the two. But a search for writers and creative talents will soon be underway. New Line Cinema, which is partnered with Sanrio, states, stated in the first time ever that the Hello Kitty company has granted film rights to the beloved character. Sporting a red bow and no mouth, Hello Kitty made her American debut in 1976, and while popularity for the female feline was Tippet early on, she has become one of the world's most beloved and lucrative pop culture icons ever. She rakes in about $8 billion a year, and her depiction emblazoned just about everything from backpacks to sneakers to shoes to purses. And according to the company, Hello Kitty appears on a staggering 50,000 unique products in 130 nations. Wow. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Make sure, don't forget to set your clocks forward. Springtime is coming. Spring forward. And uh, tune in next time when we do it all over again. Talk to you next time. Take care.